Dr. Katrina Fury, a psychiatrist. And I'm Portia Pendleton, a licensed clinical social worker. And And this this is Analyze Scripts, a podcast where two shrinks analyze the depiction of mental health in movies and TV shows. Our hope is that you learn some legit info about mental Mm -hmm. health while feeling like you're chatting with your girlfriends. There is so much misinformation out there and it drives us nuts. And if someday we pay off our student loans or land a sponsorship, like with a lay flat airline or a major beauty brand, even better. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn and your DSM-5 and enjoy. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Dr. Katrina Fury, a psychiatrist. And I'm Portia Pendleton, a licensed clinical social worker. And And this this is Analyze Scripts, a podcast where two shrinks analyze the depiction of mental health in movies and TV shows. Our hope is that you learn some legit info about mental Mm -hmm. health while feeling like you're chatting with your girlfriends. There is so much misinformation out there and it drives us nuts. And if someday we pay off our student loans or land a sponsorship, like with a lay flat airline or a major beauty brand, even better. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn and your DSM-5 and enjoy. Here we are today kind of talking about Succession Season 2, and I have a million words and none. Like, I, yes, very, you know, we, we had to Ooh. kind of meet and break down. You know what's interesting? What? That's very black or white, all <laughs> or nothing. And a lot of what we're going to be talking about today is oh, narcissistic yeah. personality disorder, borderline personality disorder. That's how people with these traits tend mm. to feel things and see things. Yeah. So just as I'm analyzing us, analyzing the show, I just want to point that out. Yeah, like we... I think the most helpful way that we kind of tried to think about how to talk about all mm-hmm. of the things that happened in season two is like kind of sticking to some bigger themes. Right. Um, so, you know, we're assuming that if you are listening to this episode, you've watched the season. So mm-hmm. you don't need a recap. You don't need to know our thoughts on financial information. That is not our specialty. Right. We, uh, I don't really have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out, like, what is a shareholder mm-hmm. and like... Why do they fly to all their private islands? But, you know, we're not going to figure that part out. Right. Um, so just to give a quick recap, in season two, it opens with Kendall and some fancy pants hot tub, mm. which we're assuming is like some kind of rehab, right? Yep, yep. So his dad offered to kind of cover up the death at the end of season one and in and, and return for Kendall sort of backing off the mm-hmm. hostile takeover publicly. And he says, you know, I'll cover your rehab, like go and get well. And then, oh, just kidding. I need you to come 48 hours later to a press conference and sort of tell everyone that uh, you made a mistake and actually I am all good. Right. 
Um, and then the way the rest of the season kind of unfolds is, you know, Kendall's arc with addiction. And um, we'll get into that a little bit more, as well as, you know, the way Star Royco tries to sort of make a deal with Pierce Global Media mm-hmm. because they have that huge billion, zillion dollar debt. And then the scandals at the cruise line come out and we see them sort of facing a reckoning. So we thought it was helpful to kind of just like think about Logan. And mm-hmm. and we were kind of commenting on why didn't we talk about him as much in season one? Mm-hmm. We spent a lot more time just talking about like the kids, which again, I mean, I think makes sense. But but Logan, we see in this season just like, mm. oh, he makes me feel a lot of different feelings. I have a hard time watching him a mm-hmm. lot of the times. Um, I think Brian Cox is a really wonderful actor, um, but I like kept being worried about Brian Cox, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like acting in this role and wondering like, is he okay? Because mm-hmm. he's having to do some really awful thing, yeah, like physically hurt people, get one over on people. He screams all the time, yeah. like that just must be a hard set to be. I'm on. just thinking of his like internal you know i i guess brian and logan the character like how high is his cortisol level right yes, like yes. he's constantly screaming screaming and stressed and it's so intense and every decision he makes is <gasps> worth probably Bazillion. billions dollars and, yeah. and it's just it's a, like very stressful it's very stressful and so i always wonder about this like in hollywood on sets and stuff like this like do they have like massage therapists on staff or like a quiet room you can go to right. to decompress or like therapists on set to just like be like, how did that feel for mm-hmm. you? That was a really tough scene. And um, yeah, I'm just always curious about yeah. that. And I, I kept, imagine they must. You think? I think so. I, I think I've... I, I feel like that's a better use of money than craft services, all the food, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. Though. No, you I think I think I've heard somewhere about some show or, or movie that was like pretty disturbing, mm-hmm. and maybe it was even like um, something more of, along of the lines of like a sexual assault. And like mm-hmm. there were you know therapists like on there to like kind of pull people out and be like, "How are you feeling right now?" And oh, like kind of great. ground them in the present that this isn't really happening, right? Um, because I think. You know, I, I never thought about that until this podcast mm-hmm. of just like the really intense scenes for actors and how yes. they manage to cope with them. And even I'm thinking the writers, like someone, if not all of the writers, have got to have a parent like this mm. or something. To get it so right. To get it so yeah. right, the dynamics and the ickiness. And I like someone's got to have some sort of personal mm-hmm. connection there because it is just so right. Yeah. Um, and the way that we see the relationship between Logan and his children and the the relationship amongst the children sort of evolve and develop over time mm-hmm. is so nuanced, but spot on. Yeah. And I wonder if that has contributed to why this show is so wildly successful. Mm-hmm. Again, because it's not a lot to look at. It's a lot of white men in suits, you know. It's, uh, it's a lot of just like jargon that I think most people aren't mm-hmm. super, super familiar with every right. single thing that they're saying. Right, right, right. Exactly. And so I I think it is successful because of those dynamics mm-hmm. and the emotions there the characters are like portraying right. and as well, I think, stirring up in the viewer. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so one thing that we did not talk about, which both of us now are analyzing of ourselves, <laughs> right. is seeing Logan in the pool in season one with pretty significant scarring on his back. Yeah, I know. I thought that was fascinating as as we were preparing for this episode. We were like, okay, let's jot down some thoughts. And then it turns out to be like five pages of mm-hmm. thoughts, you know, <laughs> but um, because it is a lot to keep track and we really want to focus on our take rather than sort of a recap right. of, of the season. Um, And I just thought it was interesting that neither of us brought that up last Mm -hmm. time, right? So one thing we've talked about before, specifically in our episode about Encanto, (laughs) again, very different vibe from this show, but this is a different type of portrayal, I think, of intergenerational trauma Mm -hmm. and the way that gets trickled down from one generation to the next, right? And so... We're seeing Logan, the patriarch of this family, who I think meets, you know, criteria for what we would consider like a malignant narcissist. What do you think, Portia? I think so. Yeah. Um, And we'll talk a little bit about narcissism. You know, when we think about narcissism or narcissistic personality disorder, um, there's the way we kind of use it in our culture. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm such a narcissist. I love to take selfies or, you know, things like that. But what it really means clinically is, is something different. Um, 
you know, so the way I kind of think about it is, you know, people with narcissistic traits or narcissistic personality disorder have a really insecure sense of self at the end of the day. That's sort of like the core wound. And they're constantly relying on external feedback and validation to boost themselves up Mm -hmm. and feel good. So again, getting back to that like black or white way of thinking and feeling, people with these traits have a really hard time sitting in that gray zone, um, you know, feeling good about themselves and remorseful for maybe things they've done simultaneously. It's really one or the other. And a lot of times these, these people put down everyone around them to keep themselves kind of up on a pedestal, right? Um, and what better even way to do it than being the chairman of a board? I mean, 100%. like you see it play out in his business role. Mm-hmm. You see it play out in his family, um, in, in personal relationships mm-hmm. that seem to kind of go hand in hand with business. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, wherever he goes, he is, you know, he's the best guy out there. Everyone wants to mm-hmm. shake his hand. Everyone wants to know him. People are afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Like he just has so much power. So much power. And again, like it might not come as a surprise that there is a high degree of people with narcissistic personality traits or disorder in positions of power, mm-hmm. right? Like that's how you get there. And, you know, there is some thought about even like a subtype of people with this person, these personality traits as being high functioning and using that like unconsciously, sure. I'm pretty sure, like to their advantage to get where they are, mm-hmm. right? So these are people who, like you said, like Logan always has to be number one, always has to win no matter the cost, has very uh, superficial relationships personally and professionally, and really only sees people like his children, like his colleagues as means to an end. Mm -hmm. So they're really like chess pieces that he's playing to get what he wants in the end. And we really see that unfolding in this season and the way he manipulates and um, plays the kids off of each other Mm -hmm. for his own gain. Right. Oh, that's really painful for me to watch. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's really like I think it can make you have like a physical reaction. I mean, some of the things that he does with um, Kendall, I think specifically, it's like you almost think about it. If you put it on paper, it's like, okay, this father is covering for his son. And it's like. Okay, but why? Right. right? Not out of the goodness of his heart because he loves him to protect him, but because that's how he's going right. to get what he wants. Right. Right. And you see that unfold in such a sick, mm-hmm. sick way. And you see Kendall, you know, throughout season two, just really be a shell of himself. Yes. Um, and I think, again, like thinking of like, you know, the narcissistic traits, it's like Kendall has lost his position of power entirely. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I thought it was so um, just like a really good scene where he comes back from making that TV appearance and he hits the nosebleed, he makes the TV appearance, and then he goes back to New York and he like holds the door for everyone leaving a meeting. He's just standing there holding it and like mm-hmm. no one's really saying thank you. Right. And like it, he would never do that before. Right. right? He's now right. like a... He's a less than. He's nothing. Yeah. And I just thought, like, wow. And then, How quickly oh, it can shift. Yes. I know. It really, like, gives you chill. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard to watch. Yes. Um, and that's why I just think, like, uh, I wish I could interview, like, the creators, the writers, the mm-hmm. actors. Like, how did you guys get this so well? Because it flips on a dime right. for Logan. It, right? And that is exactly how people with narcissistic personality disorder view mm-hmm. people is it flips on a dime depending on whether they're sort of in your in, on the good side of the split or the bad right. side of the split. And if they're like doing what you want them to, then mm-hmm. they're good and you're showering them with attention. And if they're not, they're nothing. Um, and they're, that competitiveness between Logan and Kendall is just so intense. Yeah. And we really, really see that. Logan, I think, is really threatened by Kendall. Um and yet Kendall just can't, like, take it to the finish line. No. You know, that's like his Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. He always gets, like, close and then it falls apart. Yeah. And I think it's almost like his I, – I thought Kendall was, um, you know, the character more intelligent in, right away in season one. Right. Like, I thought that he was very, very, very smart. Like, um, he was the one who maybe yes. had experience yes. compared to, like, Roman and Shiv exactly. and Connor. But now you're like, no. Rrr. I mean, really, throughout this season, I was just, like, really surprised about how some of the decisions that he makes. Um, 
and you know, I, I think even more in in other in other seasons, maybe season three. Yeah, um, he just came across in season one and two at times, like really poor at taking feedback. Yes, um, you know, while he's not being absolutely crushed by the guilt that he has, but he like he doesn't really seem that intelligent actually to no. me. He seems like he's just kind of making makes decisions quickly. Mm-hmm. Nar- another kind of narcissistic trait: you don't take feedback well. You don't no. like people telling you what to do. Right, so right. I think you need to to a degree, which I think Logan in a way like mm-hmm. has figured out a way to have the best of the best around him mm-hmm. and i think maybe he takes not feedback but ideas from others and then claims them as, as his own yes yes exactly and i don't think kendall is like smart enough to do that right 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 and so i think like you know again narcissism is hard to break down right i think like oh, it, yeah. it can be hard to like explain to people it's really hard when you're like relating to someone mm-hmm. with these traits because you really feel like you're in the twilight zone and like your sense of reality is so warped and i feel like that just reflects like the actual person with these traits yeah sense of reality um but i guess like the core features would be this sense of grandiosity this sense of specialness uniqueness that you're kind of above everyone else and you can only associate with other mm-hmm. special unique people um, this excessive need for admiration, again, to sort of build up your own sense of self-worth, um, very superficial and exploitative relationships. People are really just objects, again, that you're moving around as a chess piece. And we see that multiple times. Oh, a ton. Like, the you know, it's season one, the baseball game. Yes. Um, all the employees there, you know, when, when Kendall fires that whole Vulture. sector. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Exactly. Um, and a true lack of empathy. However... Some people with narcissistic traits, and I think Logan fits this, can display like fake empathy that where they make you sort of feel like they're understanding you Mm -hmm. when really it's more like this like data collection that they're like, you know, like figuring out who you are and what makes you tick in order to then use it against you later. And that's the kind of stuff that like gives you the Mm ics and like sends a chill down your spine. Um some other pretty common features of narcissism that we see displayed in the various characters would be identity disturbance. Again, having a really unclear sense of themselves, um, really low self-esteem, and sort of their whole goal. I think we see this a lot with Kendall is sort of maintaining their status mm-hmm. and really being concerned about the way other people view yeah. them. We see that a lot, I think, in all of the characters, but I think especially with Logan, mm-hmm. with Kendall. Um, very, very hard time having like authentic relationships or attachments, a real fear of dependency, which we see with all of these characters you talked about last time, like none of them can really have a secure relationship. I think we'll talk about that more with Roman and Jerry Mm -hmm. a little later. Um, Chronic feelings of emptiness and boredom. I think we see that with Kendall and like sort of even just relapsing and and things like that. And then – a lot of vulnerability with life transitions, which, again, sort of shakes up your sense of self. I think, too, with what I just find so interesting is so many of these traits, I feel like, are almost in this specific situation or in this family are, like, necessary to survive. Exactly. Versus, and and really, a big piece of it is obviously, like, the parental and the business sense, but also just, like, their wealth, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, everyone – there, there's nothing they can do or want that they can't have. Right. Right. So it's like the emptiness and boredom. It's like if you can have yes. anything you want at any time, like that's kind of boring. How right? do you get a dopamine rush? Right. It has it's, to be you know, bigger drugs, and bigger and bigger. Like, right. You know, exactly. Pushing the line, pushing the line. Or fire um, a whole sector of a company yep. and like get off. Right. On it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the issues with relationships, it's like people are using you. People are, you know, yes. trying to to get you to promote them or be your friend or invite them to something. So it's like, it's funny how this plays out interpersonally as well as like internally for all of these family members, because mm-hmm. I, I wonder just like thinking, you know, in in real life, mm-hmm. like how many people who are mega, mega, mega rich are just like in a narcissistic world, regardless yeah. if they have the traits or not. It's like you must develop them to survive, right. regardless of like trauma, family, other narcissists in your life. It just it seems like how do you not have it? Of course, yeah. Like I mean, I think th- none of these characters can trust anyone right. else on these characters. Like not even the person you think you can or who you think is safe. Like they're all, they're all like manipulating and playing everyone Mm -hmm. against each other for their own gain. So you're right. It's like when you're Beyonce or some other billionaire or whoever, how do you trust anyone who's trying to come into your inner circle? How? Yeah. How? 
I don't know. Yeah. And I think, you know, if we write down like the criteria, it's like, okay, well, then you're paranoid. It's like, you're not paranoid. You're actually like, these Mm -hmm. things are real and happening. But I think what what I think is sad is that these characters really don't seem to have anyone. So it's not even like they have. Are you talking about the kids? Yeah. Yeah, Like the adults. And we keep calling them kids. They're adults. Yeah. They're like, like, (laughs) you know, probably older than us. So, So. I don't know. I just no, but think it's, it's sad. so true. It's so true. And like we sort of sense that in season one, right, by like not meeting mom until the very end. Mm. And then we really see that unfold. Like these kids have really uh, like relied on their dad who is so flawed, right? So like it, it sounds like Logan grew up in Scotland, um, at least for a period of time. We see him go back home in season two. And yep. you see, like, he has such a detached, cold, like, relationship to, like, the, his childhood mm-hmm. home. Remember, I think they, like, pull up and he's like, okay, done. Like, right. I have no interest right. in going back. Um, and then somewhere in there, they allude to the fact that I think, like, his uncle actually raised him and, and Ewan um, and their sister, who we still don't know what's what's yeah. happened to her. But something tragic, mm-hmm. it seems like. Um, and it's somewhere along the way Ewan says to him, like, you have to stop blaming yourself for her death. So we don't really know what happened there. Um, but I think an uncle raised them in the States. And then we see all those scars on his back. And Logan says to the kids at some point, you know, like, my uncle would beat me if I if I ever spoke to him the way you're speaking to me. And we see, like, there's physical right. evidence of that that's pretty severe. Mm-hmm. So that sort of gives you a idea of, like, the world he was growing up in. Because he did not, right, grow up in the the sp- Silver spoon. No, fed somehow world. not at all. So right. he grew up, I think, in poverty, mm-hmm. like in Scotland. And so somehow he has risen to this mega, mega wealth, mega position of power. And I think, you know, oftentimes when treating patients with narcissistic traits or narcissistic personality disorder, there is this early trauma history mm-hmm. um, or these feelings of low self-worth, of being unworthy. Yeah. And I think like a lot of kids um who grew up with a parent who's absent whether it's physically absent, emotionally mm-hmm. absent, what have you, will develop this inner sort of sense of themselves as being unlovable or not good enough or things like that. And that is sort of like the core wound, right, right that we see with narcissism. And so we sort of see that with Logan. And then now we see how he's relating to his own children who, like on paper, he's giving them everything, mm-hmm. right? And that's also maybe why he almost like it's he he doesn't understand that he's doing anything wrong because right he's like you have everything i so have much nothing. better exactly like how you know i was being physically abused all the time i only hit you know i only slapped right. you or i only did this like it just seems like he has no awareness that like he's i think doing he's in, a lot of yeah. damage i think he's incapable of having that type of insight mm-hmm. and being able to be like yes, I'm doing all this good for them and I'm hurting them. Like, I don't think he can see that in any way. I think, you know, again, he would feel like his sense of self was totally annihilated, Mm -hmm. which is, I think those are the moments that provoke his narcissistic rage or, you know, what we call in the field, like narcissistic injury. When uh, someone with these traits is like faced with criticism or their own deficiency, they explode. And we see that, like, mm-hmm. when he slaps Roman, when he hits that little boy from season one, um, we see it all the time yeah. with him. And then later on, we see a lot of examples of gaslighting, like yeah. when him and Roman are in the car and he's saying, like, I mean, did I even did, did I even make contact with your face? And Roman's like, ah, mm-hmm. I don't think so. And, like, I don't know. What did you think about that scene? Yeah, total gaslighting. Um, and, and, and you can just see how almost like what a norm it is, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think everyone, I don't think it happens as common now where it's like there's such a big reaction, but like all all of the kids reacted to it. They were all like, oh my gosh, like, Roman, are you okay? And, and then J- like- Kendall jumped right in. Yep. Like, like they've done yep. this before. Yes, exactly. It was so automatic. And then I think Roman, it seems really wounded, right? Like there's a wound um, internally in the car. He kind of plays it off like it's not a big deal. And then they just kind of like go on their merry way. And I, those are the moments that I'm like so curious and would love to ask Roman because he appears flat, right? Like yes. if you just look at him. But like what, are, like, what are you feeling right now? What are you thinking? What's going on? Oh, I don't even think he's connected to no. it, right? I bet he's like oh, so like numb inside. Yeah. I bet he's so numb because like 
I think that's the role he's always played is the one who's getting hurt, right? Like we talked in season one about the whole dog cage yeah. thing. And then this happens. But then you see Kendall jump in. And like they weren't – Kendall and Roman weren't like on good Correct. terms then, right? But they jump in. Um, and again, I'm like, God, you got it so right, writers or actors or whoever's yeah. doing it. Um, but then that's what fascinates me with the Roman and Jerry development, right? Like we talked a little bit in our last episode about how it seems like Roman is impotent mm-hmm. sexually. Mm-hmm. Like he can't like get it up, so to speak. He can't, you know, like have sex with these women, which yeah. is interesting because he totally could given his like position in society. He's like um, classically good looking. He's wealthy, right? You'd think that mm-hmm. like he'd have no problem right. getting a bunch and of And I wonder when that first popped up. Like, has it always been that way? Right. You know, even as like a, a teenager, hormone-raging right. boy, or, you know, is this something that happened kind of at an older age? I don't know. I'm, I'm just like curious really about curious. his, right. you know, sexual dysfunction. And then so we see, I also, <laughs> I love how the show can introduce some humor along the way. So I loved when some, was it Jerry who told Roman, like, you know what would really impress your dad, Roman, is if you did the management training. Program. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And then they send Roman mm-hmm. to, like, I don't know, Texas or, like, some random place to, like, do the management training program for the parks or something, right? And he's, like, watching the videos. And then he's <laughs> in one of the videos for a second. Yeah, just for a second. He's so mad. He's so mad yeah. that they cut out his part. And I'm just like – but these are the kinds of, like – this this is like the kind of input he's probably received his whole life, mm-hmm. just like how like worthless he is. Mm-hmm. Like they can't even include whatever they told him to say, right. like what he read from the cue card, right. you know? And then uh, again, the little sprinkle of comedy is with that um, guy, That's right? Who they can get paired up with and they, you <laughs> know, pitch. and then of course they find out who the class finds out who Roman is because of that like active shooter at yes. ATN and <laughs> and then they win and Roman kind of like nods to it. He's like, well, did you think we, we won before? And the guy's like, yes, I think so. Yes. It's just cute. So like naive and yeah. like hopeful. And such a good, right, like juxtaposition of like, these are regular people. Right. Um, I thought, you know, we... I think this was um, season one where Shiv gives the hand sanitizer to Gil. <gasps> oh, yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, stop. Yeah. And she's like, oh. And she, like, makes some kind of comment some and really joke. really gross comment. And, you know, then she's, like, kind of super taken aback and then she quits. Yeah. Right? Because of the feedback. He's like, you know, they, they're kind of demonstrating, like – a little bit of disgust at her right. comment. And then, you know, she can't take it. She also wants to get in back with at her dad. Star. Right. And so she quits. And then they kind of have this funny, which also, you know, Gil, po- politics, got to be mm-hmm. a little narcissistic. Mm-hmm. They're like going back and forth at each other about like, well, I quit. Well, no, 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 no I, I fired, fired you. you. Yeah. Like, it's just funny. Like, it and is. again, fits with what you were talking about with narcissism. <laughs> right, right. It's so, right. So I just love how they can real, they just display these traits as being so pervasive Mm -hmm. and that is how it is right like with personality disorders you're not like you're not having like interpersonal conflict with like one or two people it's like everyone right Right. Everyone, and that's why it's know? personality and not just like I am sure I have been, you know, to make which makes me, you know, sad. I'm sure I've been cruel. I'm sure I've been angry. I'm sure but, I've been all these things, but that's not a pervasive personality right. trait. And the fact that it makes you sad yeah. is a really good yeah. sign, Portia, that yeah. you're in- right because they can feel them both at the same time (laughs) exactly so so everything kind of circles around logan right so we kind of broke down even the kids um in the kind of classic right narcissistic like family family dynamic right Mm -hmm. so usually and again if you haven't listened to our episodes about the show you please do Mm -hmm. especially season two of you i think we really get into the narcissistic family structure of the quinn family I just love that show so much but again so we think of you know children of narcissists again these aren't like their own, they're not viewed by Logan as their own humans, Mm -hmm. right? With their own thoughts, their own beliefs, their own desires, their own wants. They're really viewed as extensions of himself. And in his eyes, the whole point of them being alive and around is to do his work for him or to like get him what he wants, Mm -hmm. right? And we see To make him feel good, to to do something. To take over his business someday. But then we see how hard it is for him to actually appoint a successor or step back and give them the reins again. Because if he does that, who is he? I I was going to ask you, do you think, you know, thinking about season two, like, do you think he's going to kind of go out dead 
before he appoints a successor? Or do you think he will appoint a successor in or out of the family? Like, do you think he's capable of giving that up without like a serious, right, medical, mental health crisis? I don't think crisis? so. I think he's going to go out in a body bag. Like, I don't yeah. think he can give that away, especially because, so you know, he create, I think it's like his child is really, it's like another child is the yes, company. That's his. No, I don't think he can. I think we've seen yeah. that. Like when he was planning to step away and appoint Kendall, he keeps coming, but he can't. Yeah. He can't do it. I feel like it was interesting. Like, I, I agree with you. I don't think he actually is capable of that because then I think he's nothing. Mm-hmm. If he's not the top dog, yeah, no one's going to check on him. No one's going to – they're right. all coming to him because they will need something, want something right. from him. So he's nothing. And then his kids have the power above him. Mm-hmm. You know, I also think this show is like a remarkable – um, commentary on aging. Yeah. Like overall. And I think we could talk about that more another time. Um, but what did you think of him appointing Rhea? And do you think there were ulterior motives there? I think there was. I think that he appointed Rhea. I mean, and again, like after watching the end of season two, I, I maybe in the moment didn't think this, but mm-hmm. I think that he kind of appointed her to take the fall. I think so too. Like solely, you know, I think he kind of battered her up or buttered her up um, or battered. Both are good. Um, <laughs> what a Freudian slip. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, a little shrink yeah, humor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So either one he did. And I think, you know, I think at the same time, it's so interesting because he's not going to do that publicly to his kids because then that would reflect poorly on On him, him. right? Mm -hmm. So if like he elected Siobhan at that time and then she, you know, someone's got to go because of all the cruise line stuff. Like, I don't think that that would look good on him. So mm-hmm. I think he intentionally did someone outside the family, the, the Rhea, who's like this kind, kind of consultant, came in. I think he made her trust him. It seems like they had a sexual relationship right. because yep. Marsha got really upset. Yeah, and like made some pretty good comments, I thought, with just like you, this was like irreparable. Like, you hurt me. You broke yeah. something. But then it's like, I doubt that was the first time. No, Marcia. but maybe they have like a agreement or something. Yeah. It seems like they do, yeah. right? Like where she goes up to Ray is like, have you been tested? Right. And um, like, yeah, this seemed a little, maybe because I think Marsha thought she was going to take over. Remember at the very beginning, like adjusting the trust so she got more votes. I think she right. was thinking she'd take over. And then now all of a sudden it's this, this Ray. It's almost like you, he, their agreement is something like you don't miss business with pleasure. So like Logan can have like sexual relationships, but like it's not with the CEO or it's, you know, right. it's not. It's like got to be someone. with like your secretary. Exactly. I think it has to be someone lower than you. Yep. Or a prostitute. You know or, what I mean? Like, right. or it's just like something like that versus right. this this other woman who, Who's I mean, Rhea, exactly. Mm-hmm. Rhea is like mm-hmm. really rivaling her mm-hmm. versus just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Right. Uh, no, I, I think so mm-hmm. too. I also think it was interesting that it was a woman who he eventually appointed to then take the fall for the cruise line stuff, which was a lot of sexual <laughs> yes. assault stuff, yep. right? Um, I'm, I don't think that was coincidental. No, I agree. Um, and, and then he brought more, you know, he Shivan at the time, you know, she, he was kind of making promises to her. And again, I think it's like the Logan's smart. I mean, he made this business, so he's obviously intellectual. And obviously he knew this was going on. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. he oh, didn't not know. So he probably, I feel like he's the kind of person who thinks and can see 10 steps ahead. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why he got right. so successful. Right. But then I think he was orchestrating the chess pieces just so. Mm-hmm. And now that we're talking about it, like I thought in the moment he was so reluctant to sort of announce that Shiv was going to be next in line because he didn't want to give up the power. But I wonder if he was trying to protect her, like knowing what was coming. I think trying to protect her slash him. Yes. And like the for family. his image. Right. Not actually right. her for her. Um, he's awful to her. Yeah. But she also just like keeps coming I know. back. But he then he'll back. be like, oh, hey, Pinky. And it's right. like, wow, you, in that moment, I feel like it's like right the black and white. My my head whips. Yeah. Because it's like this cute, again, it's all intentional, but it's this cute nickname. It's definitely like an endearing um, mm-hmm. nickname back to childhood. And like, he doesn't I, have any nicknames for the other no. kids. Well, I guess he calls Roman Romulus. Yeah. But <laughs> like, that, I feel like that's like his full name. And or like, maybe that's also like a jab. Like, maybe that sounds like a fancy name, but Rowan's like, mm-hmm. not really taken right. seriously. I don't know. Um, and then, you know, thinking about the the forgotten child, Connor. Oh. So they I think it's so <laughs> ironic how they send him to go to the funeral for Mo, Space, Lester. Yes. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. 
But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Yes. Oh, and the only way to get daddy's attention is to run for president. Yep. Right. And like, uh, he's really serious about this. And And so (laughs) total grandiose, right? Like, totally out of touch. He's like, never had a job ever. Yes. Yes. I mean, the grandiosity in narcissism is delusional. Like, it reaches the level of delusion. Um, And then having a relationship that you're paying for, right? Again, mm -hmm. that seems almost like like safe right like mm-hmm. i can't get hurt like i'm paying this person yes. um i'm also kind of keeping you a little bit at arm's way like and it's I, just I it's interesting yeah yep. i right all of the kids in different ways because yes. i think you don't think initially that you know all the kids lined up next to each other i'm not like connor narcissism but like right he is so much so in like a very different flavor yes he's more of like what i would think of as like a covert mm-hmm. where it's not as obvious yep. from the outset whereas you know overt narcissists are the the loudest one in the room throwing the parties bragging about themselves those are the people that like you can sort of mm-hmm. get a read on pretty quickly whereas covert narcissists have that same sense of grandiosity but it's hidden under a layer of like self-deprecation um sort of like failure to launch mm-hmm. like you know not taking the opportunity because you yeah. think you'll fail or, or things like that but really it's because you think you're so special um and i could see that with connor yeah. and then now he's like okay i'm gonna run for president he doesn't see why this is like an right. insane idea and he even releases that video remember oh my right? gosh yes <laughs> Just can't. And no one's right. Like, so it's like everyone around him. Well, they, they try, they, like, the siblings try the, to the tell The siblings him. do, but, like, you know, these hires people he's hired. And, like, and uh, um, Willa, like, uh, he's paying her. So it's to like. To do her play, remember? And, like, um, and Greg gets bit by all the sand fights. I loved yeah. it. But then he's, like, funneling so much money into her play. And then, like, it doesn't get good reviews. Like, shocker. Yeah. Then asking daddy for more money. And, like, it's just. Oh, it's sad. It's pathetic. Yeah. Like it is. I really would love to know um, if Connor had any, like what his relationship, if there is one, with his mom. Yes. Because I know that, you know, he doesn't have the same mom as Shiv, Roman, and Kendall, but like he, because he has that different flavor, it's like, why? Right. Like, is yes. it just, is, you know, did you live with your mom for a period of time? Like, do you what? have some sort of good connection? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I think it's clear that what's uh, the other kid's mom's name? Caroline? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, I think so. Bad mom. Yeah. I hate to say it. But, like, we also see that really sadly with Kendall in this season yeah. when he's, like, again, Logan brings him to go talk to the family. Like, oh, how disgusting and manipulative. And then And Kendall, not in, like, a, you know, we're taking account of, like, this is good for you. In no, like it's a, like a, oh, don't forget. Weird. I know. Don't forget. Like, don't forget, Kendall, right. what I did for you. It's so sick. It's so sad. Um, oh, it like really makes me sick. But then Kendall like wants to talk to his mom about it, wants to like like tell someone mm-hmm. and get some concern. And then her reaction is like, oh, it's getting late. Can we talk right. about it tomorrow? Portia. And then total dismissal and she's gone. Like she's and like I going think to town. We ask Ugh. ourselves, you know, and or clients and or friends who talk to us. It's like, why do you keep going back? Right. It's like mm-hmm. the puppy who gets abused. Like, why do you keep running back over going there to get kicked the, again? The empty well. Like you're right. just hoping there's right. a little drop exactly. of water. And there isn't. And you know, and that's so painful it's to be so rejected painful. over and over and over again. But also it's so normal for a child to have a connection to their parents Mm -hmm. however awful the parents are those are your parents and so that eternal hope this is what i try to tell my patients is like there's not anything wrong with you Mm -hmm. for having that like of course you do right that's but that's like biological evolutionary Mm -hmm. like you're supposed to be able to count on that it is like i think one of the most painful things Mm -hmm. when you're repeatedly reminded how much you can't right Oh, and we really saw that depicted. Yes. And it's intense. So intense. But you're right. With Connor, I wonder if he had some sort of better relationship with his mom. I get the sense that maybe Logan 
was like really young when he had Connor or something. And then maybe, I wonder if, I don't know if we'll ever learn, but this is my fantasy is that Logan maybe, I was going to say loved, but I don't think he's capable of true love, but maybe he really cared about Connor's mom, but then was getting big and fancy and needed to be with a big and fancy Mm -hmm. person, like this fancy British woman. So like left them. I think that could be true. But he left them, went with her. Maybe he got her money that helped infuse his business Mm -hmm. and grow. And I have a feeling that like he wasn't around a lot for Connor. Yeah. Like maybe saw him at Christmas or sent him presents or sent him money, but Mm -hmm. wasn't really around. Um, So I feel like the money is the only like, connection they have yeah that's my fantasy yeah i think that's pretty accurate i would love to know and i I feel like you know not necessary but i think it would just be like an interesting interesting. story and then we see logan kind of going back and forth with the other three here and there you know you know this one's the The golden golden child child of the moment and that seems like they're all they're always chasing that right and this one's the so again getting back to like the narcissistic family structure you often think about like golden child scapegoat and then like the forgotten one Mm -hmm. and sometimes like a joker Mm -hmm. um so golden child is usually the one who reminds the narcissist most of themselves so it's like we think that's kendall right i feel like it is even even in season two like Mm -hmm. and because i you know i know there's two more seasons i just feel like kendall he's been like primed to take over but then logan gets like threatened by that and so then he you're right. I think he is the golden child until he does something his dad doesn't agree with, yep. which then he's nothing to right. him, right? And then the scapegoat, I feel like a lot of the times is, is Roman mm-hmm. um, or like, you know, takes the fall. He's yep. a goofball. Like he's just blamed for everything. Mm-hmm. He's kind of the joker to lighten the tension. Um, and then Shiv, I think, is like forgotten and a girl. Yeah. I really think that I think matters her here. being a girl is like the reason why we almost can't figure it out because i feel like logan can't figure it out like yeah, i don't he think know he how to relate to her to with unless her. she's like a sexual object or you know like i think that's how he's probably related to other women mm-hmm. um so he doesn't know what to do with like right. a daughter i totally agree Sometimes people with narcissistic personality disorder also display other personality disorder traits like antisocial personality Mm -hmm. disorder, um, you know, sadistic traits, you know, paranoia, like things like this. Um, And we uh, totally see that in Logan. You Mm -hmm. know, again, when we think of antisocial personality disorder, by that we don't mean like you don't like to socialize. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like this ability to know the difference between right and wrong and doing wrong anyway because you get off yeah. on it you get a thrill out of it um and so i think we sort of see all of that coalesce when they're at that awful hunting retreat again they're always like every episode they're flying off yeah. to some new country they're doing some new something and like all the crews going like jerry i'm always like jerry do you have a life or no oh i think yeah I right think like her life that is, is her life way star it's so it's like star. her i think just interesting thing of the women so it's like jerry and then the woman who runs atn like under tom remember when tom gets it and she's like yeah yeah you guys all come and go but she seems like she's been there forever she seems a little like rough and yeah. like can take it but it's like the women who are running the show but get none of the credit right right yep mm-hmm. so Congrats. they're both i i always just like think about i wonder what they're thinking of this so at the retreat you know first of all like hunting i mean and Ugh. again this is really like sexist but like i don't think of hunting like with females and i know they do and that's great and wonderful but just in a, as a generalization it's like what, you're going on a hunting retreat right you might go to a spa right or something you know or like, just like have other activities to do it's like such a masculine we're gonna kill animals i know but then didn't they like (laughs) go to quote unquote hunt then they all stand around and wait for like someone to like drop the 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 creatures from the sky like they're surrounded by the people with the guns and it's just like this is but it's so spot on oh yeah (laughs) it makes me think of all the you know this is my personal opinion people who you know go shoot beautiful animals in africa Mm -hmm. and it's like you just paid you know a million dollars to have someone drive you to where they're keeping it corralled so you can shoot it and then bring it home like it's just disgusting it is disgusting but then it's just like so symbolic of like that is these kids lives yep like they have just been like let go from the sky to be hunted by their dad oh but then somewhere like in that 
retreat or whatever. That, like, what what is that supposed to be? Team building? Like, I don't like. Oh my what gosh, are we doing? the opposite. Trust falls, you know. Oh, um, then so, we yeah. What we see goes down. I was like, this oh. is is honestly in a way it is team building because there's a trauma. Yes, yes. like trauma bond. Yeah. Yes, you're so right. It's like usually think of team building exercises as like everyone gets a free donut and we're going to do trust falls, mm-hmm. right? And like this is like Logan's And you get version. your pen. <laughs> yeah, you get your pen. This is Logan's version. Yes. And it seems like, again, like this is this I'm taking this as a norm. Mm, yes. I think Logan's private, you know, that guy, the security guy who we see throughout all the seasons, you know, while while they start and then we'll, you know, we'll obviously get into the, the specific bore on the floor thing. But you see mm. him kind of ushering the staff out. He right. shuts the door like he knows what to do. Exactly. He knows. And that to me implies that Logan also knows mm-hmm. that this is yes. wrong. It's not like yes. Logan's like reacting and then remorseful later. He has zero capability to feel remorse. This guy, Logan. Um but yeah, the bore on the floor. My God. So he, I guess Logan got tipped off that like someone's maybe talking to some unauthorized biographer or something. Yeah. And then he wants to know who it is. And so who were the people that he was like making get on the so floor? So Carl, Tom, and Greg. Right. He was thinking like it's got to be one of them. And so he has them all get on the floor and people are like oinking at or he's asking them to oink or make pig noises. Yep. And they're like throwing food at them, yeah. like basically trying to humiliate them until the person like fesses up. Right. It was as sick as that baseball scene. Yeah. And, um, and then Roman, one. you see kind of filming, mm-hmm. which I mean, and again, like I feel like <laughs> Roman is so injured to me that like it's – I'm not going to say he can do no wrong in my eyes, but like I feel like I have such empathy for Roman that I can – I personally can like explain away right. everything like even though he's doing know. horrible things. Yes, like I think he has such a warped sense of the right. world that he really doesn't know right or wrong, right? Right. And I think he's just, like, so desperate for his dad's love mm-hmm. that he'll do whatever his dad right. wants. His dad knows that right. and takes advantage of it, right? So Tom, you know, Carl and Greg are kind of on the floor oinking. They're mm. all trying to get the one sausage, right? Ugh. It's like whoever eats the sausage first or whatever, like, wins. Ugh. And um, what I just think was, like, sad as they kind of switch back and forth between the scenes yeah. is that Shiv is – having sex with this guy and yeah. like again they had a conversation seemed one-sided <laughs> um, yeah, about yeah, having yeah, an open yeah. marriage At the wedding again time of life transition right. not surprising that shiv's sense of self right. as someone with narcissistic traits herself would be right you know sh- shake it up right exactly so she's you know getting mm. pleasured while tom is being humiliated and like it's just and initially, so they initially think because Kendall wrestles the phone away from Roman, they think that Roman was the one who was talking to um, that other family. And that's kind of mm-hmm. why the deal fell through. They ended up learning that it was Mo. That's right. Yeah. That's why he was upset. It was about the deal. It wasn't yeah. about the biography. That was something different. You're right. Um, yeah. And man, season two really gets you feeling for Tom. Yeah. Right. And like, I didn't like Tom at first. And then in this season, I really started to feel for him. Like, Mm -hmm. there's some really intense scenes between him and Shiv. And near the end, he's like, Shiv, I'm really unhappy. Yeah. Like, in our relationship. And you start to think, like, oh, Tom really loves her. And she's not treating him well. I think that Tom is a narcissist. However, he is not. And I think, really, it's like solely he is not the same kind of narcissist and it's even like he might have the same traits but like i think how i see him differently is like i don't think he grew up like right them. like them so it's like i think he still is i think he's like grandiose and i think he injures other people i think greg, he, he does things to get one over he on does, others yeah but, he like does things to greg that are done to him yep and it's just like for whatever reason it doesn't feel not as bad but like not as big yeah. To me. And that's why I think like even season one, like I thought he was like funny. Like I f- kind of felt bad for him, even though he was being really Awful, horrible. Like, like making people footstools. Yeah. yeah. No, I see that. But right. Because I think like he is from the Midwest. Right. But I think like his mom's an attorney. So you think like he grew up like yeah. fine. I think he's but a, not this went level to a private school. I think he was in a fraternity. Right. You I know. I, I wonder if he I thought maybe this is my fantasy, like him and Shiv met in law school. Mm. I don't know if Shiv went to law school, but I could see See her going yeah. to law school, right? Or like being an English major, like something. Um, and that's where they met. Because I always am like, how did he get hooked up with Shiv? But I just have this sneaky feeling he's still a really bad guy, but he's fooling us all. I just have this feeling. 
I think he's getting worse behind yes. the scenes. As he's getting closer and closer at, and as in he's the he's getting inner hurt circle. more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like he's being wounded. So then his, it's like he's now becoming in the family. So just yes. like they were being wounded. And that's why I think they're all, you know, yes. horrible. Um, he's now in that position too. And I think that's why he gets worse and worse. So in an interesting way, it almost, as as you're saying that, Portia, it's making me think that like Tom's character development like parallels Logan's earlier character development or personality development that we didn't see, mm-hmm. but how like the the person being abused becomes an abuser. Right. Like I wonder if that's going to play out with Tom in future seasons. Um, because definitely in this season, I really was really feeling for him. Like, they're all so terrible to him. Mm-hmm. They're so insulting to him. They laugh at him. They really just put him down to, like, again, maintain their sense of superiority. And then we see him do that to Greg, right, right. who actually is closer to the family than yeah. he is. And I think that's part of why Greg's the target rather than, like, some random assistant who's unrelated to the family. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would feel as good to Tom to insult as someone who right, is connected. Right. Um, so I don't know. I'm really interested to see where things go yeah. with him. It's like he's learning how to be had to fit in with the family so he's getting worse you know but like if it's not there to begin with that's not going to happen so you know what i mean i think he already is a narcissist but it's like he's getting worse that's a good point um yeah and i think he is so wounded and embarrassed like the way he behaved at that questioning thing where he really like such a buffoon um yeah so we can't wrap this episode up without exploring the roman and jerry twist Mm -hmm. like i didn't see it coming until it was happening and then i was like oh my god this makes sense yeah so i i think it's like in some ways so perfect right it's like so on paper like messed up and inappropriate for many reasons even just because of the job itself but i think it's like for him and and you know what we kind of think of roman's borderline like it's just it couldn't this is it like he he's with jerry yeah and uh, so uh, what we're referring to if you if you don't remember you haven't seen is so like you know up until this point roman again like is kind of impotent like doesn't have sex with girls mm-hmm. like can't perform that's become an issue in his relationships it seems like all the siblings know and like really make fun of him for it and then all of a sudden you see him get aroused and masturbate on the phone right. when Jerry's berating him yeah. for something. I don't even remember what, but like berating him. And I was like, is Jerry understanding what he's doing? I think she was. Like, I don't think it was like I an think accident. she, yeah. Why do you think she did it? Like, why do you think she played along? So I think there's a clear, like clearly, again, Jerry as like an attachment figure for Roman and a sexual figure. She's older than him. Yeah. She's maternal. He like they always joke about how he wants to pork his mom mm-hmm. is like the phrase they mm-hmm. use. Um so there's something with that that I think is arousing to him, but also like they can't get too close because she is kind of in the business, kind right. of his boss. Um but I think he's so used to being hurt. By everyone, like yeah. the dad, like I think that for him is all mixed up with pleasure. Right. Just like with Logan being sadistic and hurting others gets him off. I think for Roman, getting hurt gets him off. Mm-hmm. And I think like his other romantic partners, remember even when he tried to have sex with that girlfriend, he wanted her right. to like choke him yeah. or like really like he wanted her to play dead like a corpse, remember? Like there's something yeah. really twisted yeah. there. And I feel like with Jerry... She's maternal. I mean, like we said before, like it, it in I a don't safe trust way, her either. Like she reminds, she feels like Tom to me. Where like on the surface, oh, yeah, you yeah. want to think they're kind of good, but then I'm like you're not if you've stayed involved right. this long. So I feel like she's but, like, manipulating him. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I think she she in his sense of what a mom is, which is a horrible mom. Mm-hmm. I think she's like yes, so much nicer. But it's like well, yeah. she in a way has to be because she works for your father. Right. Right. So that's kind of is like your business mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, but so wh- like, why does she go along with it? And she does go along with it. Yeah. She keeps saying like, stop, but she keeps going. Right. You know, so right. she's like is participating consensually, mm-hmm. even if she's saying like, stop sending me right. these dick pics or right. whatever. Like she's still doing it. Um, I think to for her own power. 
Like, I think she wants to be the top. Yeah. And I feel like that's a way to manipulate him Mm -hmm. to know what is Logan doing. Because you have to think, like, she's survived (laughs) at Logan's (laughs) right hand for what appears to be years. So, like, she's not— She she's not new to this. She's right. not, you know, uh, naive. Right. She wasn't like so appalled right. by what happened at Cruises to right. like leave. You know, she's she's in it. Um, and I think, you know, Logan and Roman, like Roman will then go to Jerry to ask for advice. So I think it's also like a, a backdoor look into what's mm-hmm. on Logan's mind if he's not telling her. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's just like all manipulative yeah. and sick, but perfect, perfect perfect Mm -hmm. and there was a part of me that was like could they be a couple (laughs) like (laughs) and you know we'll see i mean that we you know it it starts in season two (laughs) and and we'll have to see what happens does it pick up does it get shut down like what happens in season three it's like i love to like analyze my own reaction to this show because one big question i have is like why do i feel so bad for these kids why do i keep calling them kids when they're grown adults and they're all like pretty terrible but i really feel Mm -hmm. empathy for them why do i feel like i want Roman and Jerry to work, right? You know, like, <laughs> like why am I hopeful? Right, that this will be. And happy I think for though them. it's because typically, even as like therapists and providers, like we don't <laughs> see the full family picture. You know, we hear right. it from like the patient's perspective, right. whether it's a hundred percent accurate or not. Like, and I think that we're seeing the entire family dynamic played out and we're seeing really the why. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes you be more empathetic. And I think right. like the kids, like we're seeing them be abused and like yes. Kid, kids are abused. Like I, I don't know. I think it's, it's maybe just that's how it why makes we you feel, feel so empathetic to Roman. I find myself my empathy growing for Roman as it's dwindling for Kendall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like inverting, you know, as the seasons go on. Um, maybe because we see him be slapped and abused, and like Kieran Culkin does such a good job portraying oh, a victim I of abuse. Totally agree. Like with his eyes down, like just all of it. He seems all like his body language shifting, like yes. shifty. But all of his body language around his dad, like, he does yep. such a good job. He's such a good job. Um, but, yeah, I'm, like, rooting for Roman and Jerry, even though it's, like, so messed up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, yeah. Portia. Yeah. And I think that's a great question, though. Like, you know, as two seasoned mental health professionals, it's like, why Like, why are we kind of – and that's, it's the good writing. You yeah. Know? And it's then like, it's like, and why did we totally forget the scars on Roman's yep. back last time, right? It's yep. because, like, I think – I don't want to feel empathy for mm-hmm. Logan because he's so terrible. Yeah. You know? Oof. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anything else for season two for us to wrap up? I don't think so. I mean, I think we're going to kind of see where th- a couple things go. Mm-hmm. Um, with I, So I'm waiting to kind of see what happens with Connor and Willa. Or I, I think I, you know, I, we never, <laughs> I, he's forgotten, which is why I always forget about him. Yes. That's yes. perfectly played out. But I, you know, I think he's always an interesting lightener to the mood. I, I think, love when he's on screen. He's just breezing in and out. Yeah. Like, and love that he, you know, is from the iconic Ferris Bueller's yeah. movie. Like, and I love Willa's hair. Like, she's so pretty and her yeah. hair is just like so nice, yeah. you know? Yep. I, I think they're comedic relief. I think Greg is comedic relief. I'm I curious to Greg. see, again, what being in this family, this does toxic, to horrible family environment does to him. I think he grew up so poor, which is so ironic with, like, his his grandfather, Ewan, having, you know, still millions of dollars. I don't know if he was poor. I think he was, like, he's failure to lunch. Like, I think he was – his mom got sick of it. I don't think he – Okay, well, from more one, related to oh, yes, Waystar yes, 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 standards, yes. not like related to the average person. I think he's two person. working, and maybe they're divorced. I have no idea because we don't yeah. saw mom. But like they're working. Uh, they have jobs and, and need their yeah. health insurance right. and stuff. Right, exactly. You know, they're not in like private helicopters. Right. Yeah. So okay. it's like he's kind of being pushed into this family. And he seems very, 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 very naive. I don't know if you think he is. I think, again, like Tom and Jerry – he can put on a show of being naive, but he has these moments where I think there's more going on and I'm happy for him for it. But otherwise he'd be eaten up and spit out. Exactly. Do you, so do you think that he's just like a survivalist or do you think that he is a narcissist? You know what I mean? Like, I think he's like a covert narcissist, like Mm -hmm. failure to launch. Remember he was supposed to be the mascot things like throwing up because he got too high. And then eventually his mom's like, I'm done helping you. You need to go. Like you have to figure it out. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I don't want him to be because I like him so much, but I think he is. Like, he holds on to those documents. I loved that scene in season two between mm-hmm. him and Tom where Tom, they're, like, talking and, like, joking, but really, like, Tom's like, so where are the documents? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Greg's like, I'm never going to tell yeah. you. you know? <laughs> I think he's smart enough for stuff like that. Um because we know he could just get out and eventually get this ginormous inheritance from Ewan, there's something about it that's keeping him involved. Yeah. Right? Like, he could go get a normal job and be fine and mm-hmm. wait for his inheritance, but something about it's keeping him in. Well, and I guess asking yourself as the the viewer – what would you do? You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you were kind of sucked into this system and but you're, he's that not, level. Like you have autonomy. You can walk away. And would you? Would you? <laughs> DM us. You know, Let like us know. being on the private jets and the crew. Like right. I think that's all very appealing for, for, for people for different reasons. And everyone has lines where I think they would get out or mm-hmm. wouldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious to see, does he have a line? Because I think yeah. that speaks more to like what's innately in there. Yes. Versus like I think anyone could get sucked up into something. But then yes. what disgusts you? Then what? Enough where do you leave. say right. no, no? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So um Feel free to like DM us and let us know what's your what's your line. Yeah, <laughs> which it's hard to know. Hard but, you know, bore on the floor, the uh, the, the hitting, the, the softball game, yeah, uh, and all the like sexual assault yeah. and murder yep. that occurred on the cruises, right. and then covering it up like it's pretty bad. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, um, tune in next week to hear um, us recap uh, an oldie but a goodie: the movie Side Effects, followed by season three of Succession the following week. Um, find us on Instagram at Analyze Scripts and on TikTok at Analyze Scripts Podcast. Um, and I guess we'll see you next time. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. This podcast and its contents are a copyright of Analyze Scripts, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited. Unless you want to share it with your friends and rate, review, and subscribe. That's fine. All stories and characters discussed are fictional in nature. No identification with actual persons, living or deceased, places, buildings, or products is intended or should be inferred. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The podcast and its contents do not constitute professional, mental health, or medical advice. Listeners might consider consulting a mental health provider if they need assistance with any mental health problems or concerns. As always, please call 911 or go directly to your nearest emergency room for any psychiatric emergencies. Thanks for listening and see you next time. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast and its contents are a copyright of Analyzed Scripts, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited. Unless you want to share it with your friends and rate, review, and subscribe, that's fine. All stories and characters discussed are fictional in nature. No identification with actual persons, living or deceased, places, buildings, or products is intended or should be inferred. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The podcast and its contents do not constitute professional, mental health, or medical advice. Listeners might consider consulting a mental health provider if they need assistance with any mental health problems or concerns. As always, please call 911 or go directly to your nearest emergency room for any psychiatric emergencies. Thanks for listening and see you next time. <laughs>